And this is us, and that is you, and we are so thankful that you are here, our listeners. And yep, we're still in Romans chapter 12, and today we are looking at verses 14 to 16. And this is a big challenge for you, this is a big challenge for Sharon, and this is a challenge for me. Because we're titling this one, honey, Do We Walk the Walk? Don't stop listening (laughs) because that's what I I would want to do, you know. Um, It's it's a hard question to put to you people today, Um, but I think you're up for it. And uh, and I, I want you to join us in investigating what that really is, what that looks like, right? Um. When we put ourselves in other people's shoes, what we're really doing is being like Jesus. Right? And um, I'm not going to expect perfection from Kimberly. She knows me too well. (laughs) I'm not going to expect perfection from myself. And I'm not going to expect perfection from any of you. What we want is intention. That's right. What we're looking for is, is it your intention? To walk the walk. And how are you and, and for you to take a look at how are you doing in that? And that's what we're gonna do today. Right now I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say to Kim, we're gonna give ourselves a little self assessment today. Oh no. Do you have your coaching hat on? Maybe. Maybe. It just popped out of my mouth, so we'll see what happens. And and I and I wanna say when you said the word intention, that is part of your coaching. Um, you know, you should be an intentional coach because you help people set their intention and then you help people get to their intention. That's right. And, um, yeah, as soon as you said that word, I'm like, uh oh, your radar went on. <laughs> My radar went up. She's got that hat on. So, um, yeah, so here we go. Sharon is going to read verses 14 through 16 in what she says sounds like the Bible, New King James Version. All right. It says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. (laughs) Joy, joy. Yeah, joy, joy. (laughs) And honestly, I think this is very similar this week. Um, You know, the message says, bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears when they're down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. And don't be the great somebody. And, you know, if you are familiar with the story of Jesus, how can you not know that he hung out with the nobodies? He did. And of anybody, of course, he had the right to be the great somebody. He sure did. Right. He puzzled a lot of people in his time. They were not what he, they were expecting the Messiah mm-hmm. and this new king to be. Even those who were closest with him right at the end, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
they they figured, you know, until he died on that cross, they thought it he was going to reign and rule. Right. But how many people in Scripture do we read um, in the stories of Jesus were shocked at who he hung out with, oh, who he sh- chose to associate with? And who was most shocked? The religious people. Right. So, self-assessment. Yeah. How are we doing on that? You know? Um, it's, it's, I'm going to be honest. I, I think we can give um, ourselves a little bit of, I don't want to say leniency, because that's not the word. I can't think of the word. But during COVID, it was hard to really associate with anybody. With anybody. <laughs> um, but for some of us, that was a real fallback in our Christian walk. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is I I believe that a lot of people who uh, are believers had their support system, their legs under them, where the church was the system. It was that... You know, we go to church Sunday morning in this house and we go to church Sunday night and we go to Bible study and we go to prayer group and we go to this and, you know, the pastor says this and the pastor says that. And when COVID happened and we couldn't go to church, I think there was a lot of fish flopping around without their water. Not Yeah, people not knowing what to do. That's right. How do we serve God without what, what, church? What's my relationship as a Christian to God and the church and fellow believers without being able to go to church on Sunday and seeing them? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think I think something you said to me, you know, I think there's a lot of Christians out there who don't know how to do church without church. Yeah. You know. And um and I think that's true. I think that COVID did really bring that out. Um, it was... <sighs> I I, I want to say, but I don't want to say. Just spit it out. We're, we're, nobody can see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they can be... Yeah, okay. It was a sorting between Ooh. the goats and the sheep. Mm-hmm. It was a... Shaking up, is your house built upon the sand or the rock? It was, uh, are, are, are you walking in, do you, do you have faith in the Lord or the organization? Are you a member of a club or are you part of the family? I see it as an awakening. Oh, for sure it's an awakening. Right? An awakening. Wake up! Six thirty-three. It, it was a chance, and I mean, I've talked about this with my pastor. Um, very early on in COVID, um, because my pastor is really techy and loves anything techy, techy. Um, <laughs> he very early on uh, jumped into the online uh, services, the online Bible studies, the online support group. Um, and uh, he has, throughout the pandemic, really perfected that, especially 
you know, when you think of, I mean, big churches in the cities and stuff like that, sure, they're used to doing that kind of thing. They but TV for here, shows, yeah. Yeah, but for, for a small community like ours, I mean, this this was a big deal. And and we have had this talk um, a few times during the pandemic about really how COVID has been very good for our church. Because he was preaching online when few were. And he was encouraging people to connect and stay connected virtually and offering programs for people to do that. And um, really, I think that it, we grew as a church. And But what you were saying with the sorting, right? There was a lot of people who were members of our church who are no longer really part of the church. And yet the huge growth in our church came from people who weren't part of the part church. of the church in the first place. You know, weren't even believers. COVID had an impact on people and in every walk of life. And, yeah, and when crisis hits, people search for God. Yes. And um and so I think, you know, we, I was fortunate to be part of an organization that was there ready for the people who are searching. But in the self-evaluation, I have to score myself only about midway there because I did take part in the church stuff and I was, I was doing outreach to a certain extent, but there was so much more I could have done. You know, that I wish now I had been doing. Yeah, there, there's so much more that I could have done. And I think that, you know, how I began this podcast and this win words and took the... This, this kind of, this whole thing kind of came from that. Mm-hmm. Of, um, you know, I've always had the voice. Mm-hmm. But to put it out in the way that I have and to be really excited about what's coming in 2022. Oh yeah. You um, just wait, just wait. It's going to be good. I, that's my heart. My heart is to all these fish that are flopping around out there, wondering how to swim in this water that we call this big wide world with all these things and the sharks i mean yeah, I just, and all the changes and all, all the, the, the newness I, just, I want to grab them with my arms and bring them in to a place that is safe a place that they um they matter their trust their with transparency um you know i just want to gather that we learn to live this life that we we say how to we're pursuing the more and better life i want to help our listeners live that life i want to help us have empathy and compassion and a support system for one another that we do understand and know how to walk in other people's shoes yeah i want to see people come to a faith that is relevant 
in their everyday life. Real. You know, I want, I want to help other believers understand that it's not about going to church, right? The, the big picture is what counts. You're part of the church. The you are picture. the body, right? And you have a part. You have a place, right? You fit. You have a place. You're not an outsider. You're not an outcast. You're not a square peg in a round hole. You mm. have a place. And that place is right where God has called you to be. You maybe just have to jiggle around a little bit and figure out what it is, right? But this, this time, like we were born, created with these strengths and abilities and giftings and all this at this particular time. God knew ahead of time we were going to live through COVID. Yeah. Right? Why? What does he want us to do? Right? I think this is a way to get people's focus where it needs to be off of what it was and onto what's most important which is what him and living the more and better absolutely because when you live the more and better life with intention and i live the more and better life with intention and our listeners do that you're different your life is different you know we can go through something like covid and and still have peace, still have joy, still have that solid foundation of trust and of belief. And we can have a marriage that others look at and wonder, because, you know, the, the, you know, they know me or they know my husband and it's like, how can they be happy living together? Mm-hmm. But it's because of what is there as intention it's because of what fuels it's because of what fills that my life is the more and better life not because of anybody in it other than him right it it streamlines our focus right and when we make him the focus he shines through us in every area every area our you know even if you have lack you will still shine because you're content, whether in plenty or in want. And if you have abundance, you will still shine because his heart will be to use it for his glory. Mm-hmm. If you have time, it will still, you'll still shine. I can't think of an area that we wouldn't shine through in this world if we walk this walk. Right. Now, I just want to just make a little point here. Um, last week, we talked about um, hope, right? And that fervent joy and stuff that, that Paul talks about in the, la- the three verses ahead of this. And one of the things that, you know, when we live that more and abundant life, right, um, we can kind of be patiently serving patiently waiting on God um and and still hold our peace in tribulation right and we can also it says in verse um let me just look back here verse 13 distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospitality right 
Um, in this one, it's, you know, uh, where is it here? Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, yep. right? We can come alongside each other in that abundant life and share Jesus, right? It's that, that opportunity to act as a body, Mm-hmm, right? For sure. Like if you're if you if your right hand's hurting, your left hand takes up the slack. Yes. Sort of thing, right? And you find new and inventive ways to use your left hand, especially if you're right-handed. Right? Yes. So COVID, I think, kind of gave us an opportunity to kind of flex that ability a little bit because people reached out to people more. Yeah, you it know, did. We 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 had a little bit more compassion, a little bit more empathy, especially in the beginning. Right, I think it grew old, but as Christians, we were called to not let it grow old. Do not tire. Do not lag behind. Do not Don't, grow weary in doing good. That's right. Don't get burned out. Right. So, I I think that um. I think that in my in our self assessment, um. I think we have to be honest, and in being honest, I'm going to say I give myself like maybe a six out of ten, because I do know I could have reached out more. Me too. Yeah, um, but in saying that, I mean, I now have um, something to go on, right? It's like I say in coaching: if you're only giving it a six out of ten, that's okay, right? It's a fair assessment. But what has to happen to make it a 10 out of 10? What's your next step? Yeah. What would need to happen? So I can look at what would need to happen to give me a 10 out of 10 in that. And that's where I'm going next. Right? So what about you? On my Mm self-assessment? I would only, you know, I would compartmentalize it into different areas and, you know, in my house, I'd probably give myself a 9 out of 10 in this, in this season. Given your situation. Yeah. Right? Everybody living in your house. But it, in my neighborhood in the beginning of COVID, um, you know, and what I was doing, I, I still probably would have given myself uh, an 8 out of 10. But in my... Sometimes... Sometimes I think offering and sacrifice and giving, it's got to cost us something. It always costs us. And when I think about that, I don't know. When I think about all I've walked through in the last two years, it's like, holy cow, God, I don't know how (laughs) we got through that. I couldn't even, I couldn't even see through it. But I walked through it, and and it's and it's okay. But what I struggle with is in this portion of scripture. It's like let's put ourselves in other people's shoes. Mm-hmm. So I can say I come out kind of okay in what I did compared to what I would have done. Mm-hmm. Right in that transformation that we keep talking about, and in that growth. But when I look at, you know, little sister Susie and little churchy Katrina, (laughs) you know, when I look at them and what they did and how they got through, 
I have to really guard my heart and I have to really pray and be before God that I am not that hypocrite. I am not that place that I get to say, you should have done that better. You should have done that. You should have done this. If you had done what I done, you could have done better. That is not empathy. That is not Christ-like. That is not laughing with my happy friends and sharing tears with my friends when they're down. That is not getting along with each other. It is being stuck up and thinking I'm a somebody. That's right. There's no humbleness there. There's no humbleness there. And I need to stop and say, I got through it okay. But you know what, people? I didn't do it alone. And I didn't do it easy. Because it took my my diligence that we talked about last week. There were days when my mouth opened and it shouldn't have. Or when I just wanted to stay in bed and not get out. I have to remember that I didn't do it alone. It's You know that saying? But for the grace of God, mm, there yes. go I. Absolutely. I need that in front of my face constantly. Because if I see the growth in my life and toot my own horn, I will not put myself in other people's shoes. I have to remember that I didn't do it alone. And to him be the glory. I found through the whole thing, this overall uh, sense of gratitude. Me too. Because I serve the Lord. Um, and I think what really helped me to put myself in other people's shoes, especially during COVID, um, because really, I mean, the last two years of our life has been crisis. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, so I think what's really helped me to put myself in other people's shoes is um, to see that um, I had I had a benefit that they didn't. You know, it was almost like I had an ace up my sleeve because I, I had, had a superpower. I had a super. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, you know, and his name was Jesus. Yes. Right. And so I was grateful that I knew God and God knew me and that I was, um, I, I had that privilege, right. Mm -hmm. That I belonged to God. And so therefore, um, I had his grace and I had his mercy and I had, um, protection from some things. The biggest one was fear. Yeah. Um, I really realized like fear is an instrument of the enemy. And fear grabbed hold of an awful lot of people and still is governing so many people. Yeah. And so that really gave me the ability to give a lot of grace out. And I mean, I want to look at verse um, 14 that says, um, bless those who persecute you. 
bless and do not curse. Um, I dealt with a fair bit of persecution from people close to me during this pandemic because I refused to be fearful. I was careful. Yeah. I was careful. Yeah. But I wasn't filled with fear. And, um, and, but I could clearly see where fear was, was really playing a huge part in their actions, their words, their behavior. And so I was able to give some grace where normally I wouldn't maybe have been able to, right? So I'm thankful that I had God and God opened my eyes to this is fear. And who does fear come from? And so I was able to be kind and be gracious and be generous um, to those people who were giving me a hard time. Because I, I put it in the perspective that, thank you, God, I am not subject to Satan's destructive force of fear. I don't have to be fearful. I have Jesus. He's my superhero. That's right. He is. You know, and looking back now, because, I mean, they say there's hope. They say, you know, they see the light at the end of this, you know, pandemic. Um, but I, I, just, I just had this thought about um, it is a pandemic of fear. It is, very much. Right? And, and fear-mongering. Right? And so often Christians have wore masks for many, many years in the world and in the church. And then pandemic happens and the whole world is wearing masks. And I have said numerous times in the last year and a half, it's time for the church to take off their masks as the world puts them on. And what I mean by that and let's I, be clear by what you mean. I know. I am not saying to disrespect the people around you or the communities and the businesses. I am not saying that, people. I do believe that if you are asked or required to wear a, uh, a medical mask to protect others, I believe that Jesus would wear a mask. I do too. But what I'm saying is, don't live behind that fear. Live in that faith. So you're talking about a metaphorical mask. That's right. Rather we've than been, physical face covering. We've been... Just to be clear. Yes, just to be clear. I am saying metaphorically, let's stand up and walk in love and peace and righteousness and joy. Let's be different to anyone around us who is fearful and mm -hmm. worried and anxiety. You know, I'm just looking at, Sharon, as we close, I'm just looking at what we wrote for a tagline. or what the, We titled this episode, Do We Walk the Walk? Let's put ourselves in other people's shoes. And as I'm closing this, I think, what if we wore Jesus's shoes? Ooh, there's a put yourself in somebody else's shoes. What if whatever we're doing, wherever we are, 
that we challenge ourselves to wear his shoes. You know, that reminds me, your whole what would Jesus do thing that you love so much. I love so much. The original book that started all that was called In His Steps. That's correct. Right? So I had this little picture in my head of us wearing his sandals, walking yeah. his steps. What would we do in, right now in our world today, the way it is right now? What would Jesus... What would we do? What would we do to those people who are saying, you know, if you are not vaccinated, you're an outcast, right? If you believe in vaccination or you don't believe in vaccination. There's such you a know? split. There's such a split. What would we do for those? How would we act towards those people who are saying, you know, um, you know, you're wrong and you should be ostracized because you are preaching Christ. Yes. If we don't preach Christ or you are ident- self-identifying as a different sex. Yes. If we don't believe that. Right. Or you went in to another country and came back and we're fearful because you got COVID. Might yeah. have COVID, right? How do we act towards people like that? You know, how would Jesus act? That's right. As always, it comes right back to what would Jesus do? Yeah. We are to be Christ-like. I often say, what would Jesus do if he were you? Yeah. Right now in this time. Right now. Right now. Right now. And he would bless those who persecute him. That's right. And he would bless them inside too. Right? What's your version say about, you know, not speaking curses under your breath? That's right. Right? Don't be a, is your heart a hypocrite? We did that a couple we of weeks that. ago. Yeah. But this portion of scripture also says, um, you know, bless your enemies and do not curse under your breath, I think is what mine said. Right. Um, you know, and that's important. It's that so, so important. important, people. And, you know, what if, you know, I'm going to say, what if there comes a day, Sharon, when you and I can't do this, when we can't talk openly on this podcast about salvation, about the Bible, about Jesus, about prayer. What if we can't do that? Let's just say in this absolutely scary world that it becomes, uh, you know, like an underground church. It becomes that we could be killed for such speech. Our freedom is is taken away. As it is in many parts of the world. It is. So how can we preach without saying anything. Mm. Francis of Assisi. That's right. Right. And that is what I'm saying about taking the masks off. That that's what I'm saying about metaphorically. It's not doesn't have to be so religious. It's how we live our life, how you live your life, how we respond to fear, to anxiety, to worry, to sickness, to lack, to abundance. It is walking the walk and not necessarily preaching at people. Mm -hmm. So until next time, I want you to think about whose shoes are you wearing and are you walking the walk? Be blessed and be a blessing.